Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Linux After Dark. I'm Joe. I'm Chris. I'm Gary. And I'm Dalton. Welcome back, chaps. I've had a question floating around in my head, and we discussed it a little bit in our Telegram group, and then Dalton, you really hit the nail on the head with what the question is. And that was, where is the gate for the real Linux user? And I added, and who's keeping that gate? Because I've been thinking about how you've got this spectrum from, on the one end, people who use mostly Apple devices and a bit of AWS for work. And then on the other end, you've got essentially Phelim, who refuses to use anything apart from Linux and free software, apart from a few games here and there. Now, clearly, he is a real Linux user, but is someone who just uses some managed DBs on AWS, for example, are they a real Linux user? Maybe it's easier to get in somewhere else. Like, is someone who uses a Chromebook a real Linux user? Is there implicitly in the definition of a Linux user being aware to some degree of how it's working or not? That's what's really difficult. I I don't know if I've got an answer to that question, but I do agree that it's just the TiVo thing. You know, yes, it's running Linux, but you would have no idea at all and it, that, that's kind of black boxed out, then there's loads of devices that are like that, that yes, technically it's Linux, but you wouldn't say the person that's using it is a Linux user. The, the people using a TiVo box, I wouldn't say that's a Linux user necessarily. What about someone doing a Google search? I mean, they are using Linux essentially because the server that they're talking to is running Linux. But, you know, we, we come back to our favorite, is Chrome OS a Linux desktop distribution? I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? If you're using it day to day, you don't necessarily interact with the Linuxy bits of it. You know, it's no different to Android, really. But what about someone who is using an enterprise installation of Ubuntu, say, to get their work done, and they don't know or care what it is? It's just the computer they use. It's got some custom software running on top of Ubuntu, say, maybe a web browser. They are definitely a Linux user, even though. They don't care that they're a Linux user or potentially don't even know. Well, they're an Ubuntu user. I don't know if they're a Linux user, though. Similarly, I don't think anyone who uses Ubuntu Touch and is really excited about the way that Ubuntu Touch works is a Linux user even. Because the whole thing with the operating system around the Linux kernel is that it's kind of supposed to smooth over all of the stuff that isn't just the kernel. You've got the user land and everything else on top of it. And I struggle to say that anyone but like developers are really using Linux. Everyone else is just kind of using the operating system built on top of Linux. What you're referring to as Linux is in fact GNU slash Linux. Is that what you're trying to tell me? That's where I was going, (laughs) yes. Uh (laughs) Does this not come down to... Linux enthusiasts versus Linux users? I think it does, because I would argue that someone using an RDS database in AWS probably isn't a Linux user, right? They are a MariaDB user or a Postgres user. They are using the application that's on top of Linux in the same way that someone using an Ubuntu desktop, uh, not knowing what it is under the scenes, is an Ubuntu user. They're using the computer to complete a task, whether that's have a connection string to connect to a database or run Firefox or, you know, a browser to look at a stock management system in a warehouse, right? Those people are 
using the computer to accomplish a task. They're using Linux to accomplish a task, but they don't necessarily care what's underneath, right? You could take, in the instance of the database, you could take MySQL and put a Windows machine under it. They're not going to know because they're just connecting to a MySQL DB. So I think this comes down to there's a real difference between a Linux user and a Linux enthusiast. And I don't necessarily think that coming back to your earlier question of is someone using a Mac and interacting with AWS a Linux user, I don't necessarily think that they're not a Linux user. Are they a Linux desktop user? Obviously not. But they are using Linux in AWS, for example, in order to do something. They're just not using it in the way that you or I would. But I'm using Linux right now to accomplish something, to get a podcast recorded, to talk to you guys and record it. How does that make me any different? Just because I'm a bit enthusiastic and care about what's running it all, it doesn't really make me any different, does it? Yes. Yes, it does. That's the difference. You just described the difference. Yeah, you said that you care about what's running it all, and that therefore makes you enthusiastic about it. If I took away your Ubuntu machine and put a Windows 11 machine in its place, you would care. Therefore, you're enthusiastic about the fact it's running Linux. Yeah, I would care. I could do it, but I would care and I wouldn't be very happy about it, yeah. I think it's also because you can care, isn't it, as well? Because, I mean, you can get enthusiastic about what Windows is doing, what MacOS is doing, but you can't change it in the way that you can. You can't get enthusiastic about the way that we talk about changing to a Wayland session, for example, or going back to X11 or picking up Pipewire or not you know, that's when you start to get into the enthusiast realm while still being a Linux desktop user. It's because it lends itself to, you know, as you said, Joe, there are plenty of people that are using it that don't care, but they are still a Linux user. But the fact is that they could change things. If you start doing that with other operating systems, they just break because <laughs> you're, not, you're not supposed to, I mean, you, you can start overlaying things into Windows and macOS, but you're going to have a bad time if you're not careful. Yeah, but I would say that's no more likely than in Linux. Like, if you take Ubuntu and start adding a bunch of GNOME extensions, you might potentially have a bad time, but you also might be fine, much like with Windows. You can put a classic shell or, you know, other start menus to fix that ridiculous Windows 11 one. And yeah, it might break here and there with updates or whatever, but that's not really any different from Linux. You're getting into the enthusiast, hobbyist side of things there. I guess, but I think it's a little bit different though, isn't it? Because you can't fundamentally pull out the shell of Windows and replace it. You know, if I flip from Mate to Plasma to XFCE, there's profound differences that you can notice. They're not necessarily bad ones or better or worse even there's not even a value judgment but i feel like you can't rip out windows and smash in something else that changes it in the way that you can it feels like much more of a sandbox that you can play around with and put bits together and it will still work a lot more than those other operating systems i know we're starting to split hairs here but you absolutely can replace very important parts of windows and it does keep working for example, I know a lot of companies that swap out like the login interface for something completely different. You can absolutely replace DWM with something else for window compositing. And, you know, I bet there's someone out there who's running a custom explorer.exe. Yeah, I guess. 
I still would contend, though, that there isn't a number of focused efforts in the same way. Yes, it's possible, but it's not. There isn't a parade of choices in Windows in the same way. One of the things I struggle with, as I think I've said before, when I've recommended Linux to people, is getting them to understand that it's like that. They're like, "Oh, what's this?" It's like, "Oh, it's Linux." But what's this? This looks completely different. Oh, this is also Linux. And before you get into the uh, GNU slash Linux, <laughs> you know, not which you're not going to do with someone who you're introducing it to. It, that's what's so frustrating about that because there's the idea of being technically correct, but also like that's not the conversation you're going to start with. Although RMS would obviously get angry about that, but who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> so I don't know it. In my new job, for example, we have a huge number of people that are using Linux to achieve their research, but they're not using the Linux operating system, and they are. Most of them are using Windows and MacOS. Not very many of them are using a Linux desktop, but they have to use SSH to SSH into a Linux server because that's definitely going to be the most effective way for them to carry out their work because they need lots of compute power and as we've seen, you know, the world supercomputers run on Linux because it, it just makes sense. That is the obvious choice. So you have people like that as well, where they're sort of, they're not a Linux desktop user, but they're definitely using Linux. They're writing scripts in various languages like Python, Bash, and all of that. What about a Windows subsystem for Linux user, WSL? Are they Linux users? Yeah. 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 Arguably more so than someone who just uses a managed DB on AWS. Although, I guess, having said that, I would say they are. It's a bit more nuanced than that, because WSL v1 isn't really Linux at all, is it? Yeah, but not many people are using that still, are they? Yeah, I use it every day. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only because the Windows machine I have isn't sufficiently updated to use WSL v2. But people who are using that aren't actually using Linux, right? They have what seems like a Linux user land, but it's not Linux. No. But then WSL2 is just a Linux VM. Yeah, and arguably more people are using that. Mm. Yeah, and who is keeping the gate is an interesting question. And Well, I think the more interesting question is who's trying to keep that gate? The Linux Foundation? No, I think it's the enthusiasts are attempting to keep the gate, but in reality, there is no gate. No, I don't think there is a gate. I think if you asked the average person who is a DevOps engineer who has a MacBook and is running some stuff in Fargate, for example, on AWS, they probably would argue that they're a Linux user. They are using Linux behind the scenes to get something done. Yes, it's hidden away from them, but they need to have some knowledge of what Linux is and what Linux is doing. I think that us as enthusiasts would argue that they're probably not a Linux user because they're just writing a manifest file and something else is executing it. So it's tricky, but I think I agree with you, Jay. It is enthusiasts who are gatekeeping what is and isn't a Linux user. But at the same time, there is no gate because people are just using the tool that they need to use to get their stuff done. Yeah, you made me think of that old OPSEC picture of just a gate in the middle of a field with no walls either side of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because if you accept that Chrome OS is desktop Linux, which I certainly do, I know people have argued against it, but if you do, then there is no gate beyond walking into an electronics shop and buying a Chromebook. Then suddenly 
your $200, $250 makes you a Linux user. Yeah, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because people, I can hear them in, in my head, <laughs> the listeners <laughs> to this show. There's going to be plenty of them who are shouting at the speakers right now because they're, they're like, no, no, it's not. And that's where it comes in, isn't it? It comes back to the thing of like, um, if you can't get down and dirty and put your hands into the operating system and do what you like with it, then it's not Linux is, I think, the the kind of retort to that that regularly gets offered up. I think Wimpress said, uh, what was it? If I can't compile a kernel on the machine that's running the Linux kernel, then it's not Linux for him. It's not desktop Linux. I, th- I think, I hope I'm not uh, misquoting what he said, but um, they are using it. So, and you can't stop them from using it. So I think you're right, Joe. There is no gate. I think the only gate is into the community, whatever that is. I think you've got enthusiasts who will try and keep that gate and people using WSL will pop up and try and engage and they'll just be shunned because they're just using Windows. I think less so as time goes by, but there are still certain people in the community who... Uh, I mean, Phelan is not the right example of this because he's very easygoing. He's very um, almost militant about what he uses on his machine, but he doesn't really care what anyone else uses on their machine. I mean, he jokes about it or whatever, but, you know, just do what you like. But there are some people who really do care what other people run on their machines. And I think that they do try and put people off Maybe accidentally, maybe they think they're doing a good thing, but I, I've seen it with my own eyes over the the years that, that I've been in the community, whatever the community even means. This was something that I had to be careful about in the reports community, was making sure that people who weren't technically minded felt welcome in the community. Because people who aren't technically minded have a huge part in communities who are making software who frankly want to be accepted outside of the enthusiast space and actually see growth. There's not a lot of growth inside of the enthusiast segment for Linux enthusiasts. That's kind of a small niche. So to be able to welcome people in who say, hey, I just switched from my iPhone, you know, I'm looking for something else. It's too noisy. It's too whatever. It's too this. It's too that. I don't like the data it is sending to Apple, whatever it is. Being able to welcome those people in and tell them, okay, this is what you're getting, this is what you're not, at a level they understand and can engage with, and hoping that they stick around and engage and say, hey, this thing is working for me, this thing isn't, to help our software that we're enthusiastic about grow to people who aren't as enthusiastic about it. But do those people need to necessarily be able to participate in the community to be Linux users? So you go back to our example of someone who's just using AWS, they're probably not going to file a bug against the kernel. They're probably not even going to file a bug against MariaDB or whatever it is they're using, right? But they're still using Linux. They are still a Linux user. They're still technical, but they just couldn't give a damn about the community aspect of it. They're just using it as a tool to get a job done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They don't have to engage, but it helps Linux grow if people who ironically aren't as enthusiastic about it engage with it but i think that's part of the problem i think there are a huge group of people out there who just want to use linux to accomplish a task and they couldn't care less if it grows or shrinks or whatever as long as it still exists for them to run their db or their container or whatever 
I would argue that it's not only a huge group of people, it is the vast majority of people using Linux. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think, you know, there's there's a huge number of people that have no interest. You know, I work with lots of people that use Linux every day. Not all of them listen to podcasts about Linux in their spare time, do a lot of stuff outside of the job. They're incredibly enthusiastic while I'm working with them, but they don't feel the need to care <laughs> the rest of the time. Well, there's a certain type of person who goes into IT because it's a good job that pays well. Mm. And they go to work, they do a good job, and they go home, and then that's it. They don't care. They wouldn't dream of listening to this show. They wouldn't dream of going to r slash Linux on Reddit. They wouldn't dream of joining a Telegram group or an IRC channel to talk about it. They just don't care. They care enough to be professional, but that's it. And that's the vast majority of people, I think. Yeah, I, I would agree. Like The people I work with day to day, they, they're not going to listen to this podcast. They generally aren't going to worry about if uh, you know the system underneath is running Linux or Fuchsia or whatever else it might be. It's just a tool. Yeah, I, I always think of my wife, you know, she's a professional journalist, professional translator. She uses Ubuntu Mate on the daily because I'm here and I ground her down. But it was just because every time she complained about Windows, you know, her complaints could be solved. One of the biggest thing was the updates thing, which has improved a little bit now on Windows. But she kept looking at me and I kept saying, well, I'm about to update my system because I chose to, but not, I don't have to. When it says, do you want to? I can say no, <laughs> if it's an inconvenient time. And she literally really doesn't have any enthusiasm for how the jigsaw puzzle fits together as long as it's complete. But occasionally she has to use Windows and she doesn't enjoy it. And she would be very upset if I took away Linux, I think. Um, but she has absolutely no enthusiasm for how it works, why it works, or excitement necessarily. But she is a Linux user. Yeah, and I think that's the case for the majority of Linux users. If you suddenly took away Apache or Nginx and told the web developer, right, you now need to run all of your stuff on IIS on a Windows machine. No. <laughs> exactly. But a web developer probably doesn't care. Like They just want Apache or Nginx to exist, and they just want somewhere that their website can run. But they don't necessarily care much about Linux. They're not going to listen to this show. They just don't want to use IS. Well, let us know what you think, dear listener. Show at linuxafterdark.net. That's the email address to get in touch with us. But with that, we'd better get out of here then. We'll be back in two weeks. But until then, I've been Joe. I've been Chris. My name is Gary. And I'm a Linux user. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Oh.